Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, flipping our brains onto manual control. I know I mentioned the varied states of mind that our brain presents, and I suggested that you start tracking it last time. You know, when the surf was up for this kind of thinking or that. But the idea of tracking is way more important and trickier than that sounded. I want to revisit the idea with you before we move on. Here's one reality I'm sure you've encountered if you've even entered your 50s, let alone the real upper decades. Your brain is beginning to fluctuate on its own. I mean, before... It simply dialed in the state you needed for socializing, reading legalese documents, making complex plans, whatever it was presented with. And it was even good for incubating something that wasn't clear enough to act on yet. Some bit of information must be missing, and you just put it on the back burner and it would show up soon. Well, that's when you were younger. All those issues just booted up automatically when the need arose, But what's going on now? Is my brain actually just wearing out and going downhill? Absolutely not. But it's going to take a whole new set of skills to help it soar again. Think about how we relate to our hearts. Those who've never had problems just go on pushing. We drive on to finish the project, we shovel, we care give, whatever. Our hearts are our servants whose job it is to just serve, and we are the boss of it. But after a heart attack, if you know anybody who's had one, that whole relationship flips. And they begin to ask permission, check in, to see if the heart is up for this task yet, or maybe it needs a break, or would like some help to finish things. Well, so our brain is kind of like that too. We know that various networks link up and decouple again, depending on the task, But with our aging brains, we have to ask permission, and then we have to ask when it's willing to do that task. Yeah, our brain fluctuates, but not in response to our demands. It just fluctuates in response to how we're treating it. So we have to forget the automatic controls. From now on, we have to learn to master the manual controls. You can still be brilliant in most of the ways you enjoy most, but only if you figure out what it needs and when, how to spot its endurance, and when it's about to crash with fatigue, how many variables you're asking it to juggle at once, how much ambiguity it can take right now, how many loose puzzle pieces can you throw at it before it quits, and what helps it recover. And then there are those crashes that create brownouts for some connections for the whole day even. I discovered one this week. I had a great massage. And the next morning, it was odd. It was harder for me to go through the normal routines, fixing the meds for my little horses, setting up the coffee pot. I was having to think about it more. And then I drove to where I was going for an appointment. I took the wrong road. It took me longer. So what I was seeing is my procedural memory was kind of shot. And I was going to have to be very mindful about the steps involved in things for that day. It's back to normal again, but it was off. When I got to the appointment, I was talking to the person I was with, and they said, oh, yeah, their husband, who had Parkinson's, he'd had a massage recently, and the next day it was like his brain was mush. 
Well, that tells you something, doesn't it? You get so relaxed that maybe your procedural memory takes a hit. Here's another. I love to read contradictory and odd research about the brain and try to see if there's a pattern that the researchers might be missing. I might spend several hours a day for a couple of days rebooting all those connected pieces in a number of ways. And I wonder what it all means. Those are irritating days. You know, like a dry desert on a windy day kind of irritating. I have a sense that the day was wasted. Nothing got done. What did you do today? Nothing. But often enough, I will finally experience the payoff I was waiting for. The reason I keep doing this all the time. It's the aha about how it can all make sense. And very often this pattern comes together in my dreams, and I just kind of wake up knowing. Here are a couple great discoveries from listeners who've written in. One of them discovered that in order for her brain to work efficiently and effectively all day, she needs to split her sleep. She'll sleep four or five hours at night, and then she'll pick a chunk of time in the day, typically from one to four in the afternoon, and sleep again. And she's done some research on that and found that there's a number of people that have found that pattern to be what works best. If you're having trouble, you could try it too. Another listener wrote in with a really interesting problem. She'd been putting up with a a kind of an epileptic, narcoleptic pattern much of her life. And so it meant she had to deal with a flickering electrical attention system, you might say. So if she's listening to a lecture, there are going to be gaps where she simply missed pieces. So she's going to have to look at the book because otherwise she can't hook it all together. She's learned to live with that really easily. And one of the things she's figured out that's helping everybody else she knows is that she's become a master of how to find lost objects. What she does, let's say you've lost your keys and you can't find them and you start ranting to yourself, Jizzle, I can't think about it. What's the matter with my mind? I'm always losing things. I must be getting senile. And we rant and rant and rant. Finally, our brain is so stressed that of course it can't think about where the keys are because it's in a state of anxiety. What she does, she doesn't do that. She just bypasses that whole idea of putting yourself down and just says, hmm, if I were the keys, where would I be? So she's asking her subconscious mind, the part that was paying attention even if there was an electrical short right then. And sure enough, she can see the keys. And she's finding that that works for anybody because what they've done is they've gone from putting themselves down to a problem-solving state of mind. So you might try that sometime. Great idea. I'd love to hear more of your ideas because we're going to have to get really good at learning these manual control techniques if we're going to function well. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.